Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, brought to you by Andy Wells, Realtor. Check out Andy Wells, whether you're buying a house, selling a house, 225-772-6000. Call or text him, 225-772-6000. You'll hear from Andy in just a minute, and he will repeat that phone number. Today, on this episode of Sports Takes, Trey Blossman and I will talk about Kim Mulkey, hired to be the LSU women's basketball coach. Got some thoughts on that. Then Trey Blossman and I have a lot of takes on the NFL draft. The Saints, other teams, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, first round, LSU players, Louisiana players, trades. It's a big old potluck on the NFL draft. Got some hard-hitting comments about that as well. We'll also talk about LeBron James. Play basketball, dude. Stay in your lane, bro, as the TV commercial says. We'll talk a lot about LeBron James. And Trey's got some other NBA comments. All of that and much more coming up on this episode of Sports Takes. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. I'm very happy to do that. I love sports, music, food, life. Connect with me on social media. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-M. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. And I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Talking sports with TK. Give out free picks on TikTok. Big stuff coming for the fall football season. Also on the YouTube channel. I have a Kentucky Derby pick for you. It's absolutely free. Just trying to make you some money. So do connect with me on social media. We're going to hear a message from Andy Wells. Call him or text him. You want to check this out? Then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes here on Talking Sports with TK. Brought to you by Andy Wells, Realtor. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Kelly Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. Got a lot of good, hard-hitting stuff for you today. We're going to get right to it in just a moment. But first, we say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing? Doing good, Tommy. Glad to hear that. Sports World's rolling on. Uh, Kentucky Derby's this weekend. Uh, uh, That's kind of interesting, but we're not here to talk about that. We're going to focus on a few other things that we'll start with. LSU Athletic Department hiring Kim Mulkey to be the women's basketball coach. An eight-year contract worth uh, a lot of money. It's going to be worth almost $4 million if it goes all the way through eight years. A uh, typical contract with bonuses for being ranked and winning the conference in the conference tournament and getting to the Elite Eight and a national championship. Kim Mulkey, very clear Monday that uh, she's here to win a national championship, but it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, the greatest hire in LSU history, in my opinion, based on the resume that she brings to the table, it'd be akin to 
hiring Saban back today with the resume he has developed. When they hired him, he, he was just the Michigan State coach. So that, that's Trey a Blossman, great, great, great point, Tommy. Great point. Yeah, uh, Trey Blossman, your thoughts on Kim Mulkey leaving Baylor after 21 years? Grew up in Tickfall, right near Hammond, Louisiana, about an hour or so east of Baton Rouge. For those that may not know that, Trey Blossman, your thoughts on the hire of Kim Mulkey? Fantastic hire, Tommy. One of the best that. LSU's ever made. You said the single best. I, hard to argue with that. Uh, we'll, I guess that remains to be seen at this point in time. Uh, if Coach O gets back on a winning track and wins another championship, he might look like a really good hire as well. But uh, and, and the analogy about Saban, yeah, it's certainly much more akin to getting Saban back in the last two or three years than when we hired him 20 years ago. Uh, she's a winner. That's what I like about her best. She's won at every level. This is a young lady that led Hammond High School to a couple of state championships. She led Louisiana Tech to a couple of national championships. And I know through some friends in Tanchpahoa that as a 13-year-old girl, she played on a boys' all-star baseball team. Uh, she's competitive. She's athletic. She's attractive. She's funny. She's smart. She's well-spoken. Uh, I predict really good things for the Lady Tigers. Whether that translates into filling the PMAC, that remains to be seen. But LSU fans love a winner. She puts a winner on the field. I think people are going to embrace it. Well, you know, Mike Scarborough's got the website, TigerBait.com, and he, he tweeted out like yesterday. He couldn't believe for the first time in the 20 years he's done TigerBait.com that the entire front page of his website, which is very popular, was nothing but Kim Mulkey and women's basketball. But, you know, that's just the one example. I've had so many people tell me they're going to buy tickets, they're going to go to games where they would have never went before or, if you know, if the, the previous coach would have remained. I'm very curious to see it unfold. Uh, you know, she's not going to win a national championship next year, but I'm curious to see the steps the program takes. I think they're going to do well with ticket sales, well with attendance, and, you, you know, give it a couple. I had somebody tell me today she'll probably win a national championship uh, in her fourth year at LSU. Now, that's just, you know, throwing something out there, but I'm very curious to see exactly how it unfolds. For those that don't know, and most don't, FCC women's basketball is one of the better conferences in the country in spite of the success of the Stanford's and the Yukons and all of that and the Notre Dame's in women's basketball. But but South Carolina, Mississippi State, Tennessee, not what they once were. But SEC women's basketball has a very rich tradition. And I think this is tremendous for the game of basketball, girls basketball. LSU needed some good news that, you know, to sprinkle in with all the clouds hanging over men's basketball and the lawsuits and the litigation and just, you know, so it was a welcome breath of fresh air. Credit Scott Woodward for getting it done. I told some people when it was first rumored she'd be the coach, ah, they can't afford that. And, and with everything going on in the pandemic, credit Scott Woodward. He got it done. And Kim Mulkey will coach the Lady Tigers. Well, you know, Tommy, she was on Baylor's campus when they had all the issues with the sexual abuse and such, and she, she's lived through that before. So uh, maybe she'll be a steadying influence on the on the whole campus scene up there. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. Please share this podcast with all of your friends. Trey, we're sitting here uh, late April. The NFL draft starts tonight. 
a lot of interest uh, around here in the Saints. A lot of LSU Tiger former players going to hear their name called this weekend. Some will hear it tonight. And there's some other Louisiana guys that will hear their names through the weekend as well. Trey Blossman, your thoughts and observations uh, with the upcoming NFL draft. Well, I think it's going to be a wild and woolly one, Tommy. I think there's going to be a lot of trades. A lot of teams are playing poker, I think, by saying who they might like and who they might not like. Remains to be seen how this plays out. But I do think you'll see at least two or three big trades tonight in the first round. I'm very curious to see what the Patriots are going to do. I'm very curious, as always, to see what the Saints are going to do. Uh, I think a lot of people are very curious as to what San Francisco does at number three. It seems like every day it changes who they wanted. Two or three weeks ago, it looked like Justin Fields, and it looked like Mac Jones. Now it seems like maybe it's the Lion kid from uh, North Dakota State. Uh I, I think once that pick is made, we'll see how the rest of the first round plays out because it's pretty much a consensus who the first two picks are. Uh, and quarterbacks are in demand. Somebody will pick somebody too high. If Justin Fields happened to fall and was available when New England picked, I think they would pounce on him. I think the same is true for Mac Jones. Aaron Rodgers has said he wants out of Green Bay. Will somebody make a move to get him before the draft starts tonight? I hear that the Patriots have been in contact with Green Bay all day, and I'd be very surprised if the Saints have not been in contact. You know, we we lost Drew Brees from a team that could have, would have, should have been in a couple of the last three Super Bowls if things had played out just a little bit different. Drew Brees retires. Aaron Rodgers is an aging quarterback, but he's still an elite performer. He's an MVP. I'd love to see him in a Saints uniform close out his career for the last three or four years here. Yeah, anything's possible. You know, a lot of talk. You know, the Saints have demonstrated they will trade up in the NFL draft. By the way, under Mickey Loomis, they've never traded down zero times. They have traded up. They got their eyes on the tackle from Oregon. Uh, they they talk. They might try to get into the back part of the top ten uh, in the draft. And you know, the Aaron Rodgers announcement today is, is very interesting you know nothing's off the table this may be the wild and woolly nfl draft with trades team going up down whatever they might be you know there's going to be a surprise pick we just don't know where it's coming from uh you know nfl fans uh, i know cleveland's happy to have the draft there as we've relaxed so many of the restrictions that everybody lived with for so long uh you know i'll pay attention to the draft a, a little bit and then uh, I'll recap it. I'm one of them guys like the college football recruiting. You grade it when it's over, not before it happens. We'll see what happens. But Saints certainly have a lot of holes to fill, and every every team's going to feel like they got help for their team across the board. It's going to involve a lot of LSU former players, as well as there's a, a handful of other guys from Louisiana schools that'll end up being picked as well. Well, uh, I- I'm. I always enjoy watching the draft, but I'm probably looking forward to it more tonight than usual. I, I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it's a return to some normalcy here tonight. And it's ironic how quickly things are getting back to normal here in the last week or so. I was out driving around today. I made a couple of stops. Uh, very few people are wearing masks. Of course, yesterday, Louisiana's governor ended the mask mandate. I think it's still in place in New Orleans, but... Uh, 
things moving back towards normal, Tommy, after a year in which our government unnecessarily oppressed us and took away a lot of freedoms, I think. So uh, really looking forward to the draft tonight. I did read this story earlier today, Tommy. When I read it, I thought at first it came from the Babylon Bee, probably the best satire site on the Internet, but it didn't. It came from the Washington Examiner. Max Kellerman, one of the talking heads at ESPN, another woke, weak-minded human, says he's concerned that the first three draft picks tonight could be white. Well, Max Kellerman, like you say, he's part of the woke liberal mentality of ESPN, which has ruined that network. Uh, yeah, they're still in existence. They're not going anywhere, but they have lost tons of, uh, of viewership, subscribers, viewers, the whole bit. And Kellerman, he, he just exposed himself for being an idiot, and people don't want to hear that. You know, I mean, I know it's going to be impossible to separate sports and politics, but somebody needs to really push things in that direction. I mean, uh, and we're going to get into some else of that in a minute. I mean, uh, former Auburn coach Tommy Tuberville, who's now a United States senator from Alabama, he, he said his advice to draft prospects is don't talk politics. Certainly believe what you want to do, support who you want to support, but stay in your lane. Play play football. Be a football guy and don't get all tied up. Because, you know, if you're in the NFL draft, you don't know as much about it as you think you do. I mean, you know, as to those that have lived through decades or more than one decade of the political world, I think it was great advice from Tommy Tuberville to just, you know, stay in your own lane. You know, if you're a football player, be a football player. But back to Max Kellerman, I mean, he just exposed himself to being an idiot. Well, Tommy, you and I both know, and we've talked about this, NFL teams want to win. Their brain trusts that conduct the draft, try and pick players that they hope will help them win. I promise you there's never been a discussion in one NFL war room about, well, it's down to these two players. This guy's white. The other guy's black. Let's take the white guy. I don't think that has ever happened in the history of the NFL. I don't think it will happen. These guys' jobs are on the line. If they don't produce winning teams, they lose their job. I don't think race is a factor in this whatsoever. I agree with you 100%. I mean, just like, yes, uh, teams care about where a guy played college football, but if they think you can help them win, it's not going to matter whether they played at Nichols, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Missouri, wherever, okay? Like you said, you hit the nail on the head, Trey. Their job is to win football games. And if they don't win football games, they're not going to have their job anymore. They don't care about black and white. That, that, that's never been discussed. It's all about, can this guy be one of 53 who ha- can help us win a football game on a Sunday, which in turn will get us to the playoffs and try to win a Super Bowl? That's the bottom line. Absolutely. It always has been. It will continue to be so. And uh, the world will be a better place when people like Max Kellerman no longer have a platform to espouse these uh, moronic woke well, thoughts. Not, fortunately, not a lot of people watch ESPN anymore anyway. Now, Trey, moving along here on this episode of Sports Takes, uh, LeBron James. Trey, you have said many times uh, back in our radio days and now in our podcast days, LeBron James is an uneducated man. All right. He is a great athlete. He's a great basketball player, one of the best ever. I'm sure he's done a lot of good things with his money, 
and his time to help others. I know he started a school in Ohio somewhere, and I'm sure he's done a lot of things we don't know about that would be considered very good things with his money, with his time or both or whatever. However, as you have said, he's an uneducated man. And every time he comes out and tries to talk about politics or social justice or things in society, he, he validates the fact that he's an uneducated man. Uh, there's a bar in Ohio that will not play NBA games unless he gets banned from the sport. They're not going to ban him from the sport. I applaud that bar for having the, the, the balls to do that because LeBron James, he is perhaps the most divisive sports personality in the history of sports with all the, the way he incites division, incites racism. LeBron James, he's a stick to basketball. You're very good at it. Whatever charitable organizations you support, please keep doing that for their sake. But stop. Stay in your lane, bro. Stop with all this other stuff. Because not only do very few people care, but you're validating Trey Blossman's point that you're an uneducated man. Your thoughts, Trey? LeBron James is to the sports world what Barack Obama is to the political world. He's poison. He's a race baiter. He will only make things worse. And he is doing so. And again, as you summarized, every time he opens his mouth, he proves how uneducated and ignorant he is. Yeah, he's a good basketball player. And he says he's too important to shut up and dribble. But that's what he needs to do. Uh, It's nauseating to see the things that he says. And uh, really, I think he he could be charged with a crime for suggesting somebody kill that policeman who happened to kill somebody who was trying to kill somebody. Uh, It's it's just mind-boggling that these people out there want to blame everything on the police. a young black man is far more likely to be killed by a young black man than a policeman of any color. And a white man, more white people die at the hands of police than black people. And I understand there's a lot more white people in the country, but black people are committing a far higher percentage of the violent crime in this country. There's a number of reasons for that. The breakup of the black family, I think, is the primary thing. And that was done under LBJ, a prominent Democrat, who said he would have the Negroes voting for Democrats for 200 years. They've enslaved them on the liberal plantation, and somebody needs to get that message to the black community that if we want to be treated differently and better, we need to do better. We don't need to be held to lower standards. We need to be held to the same standards as everybody else. And we need to learn as a race how to make our young people behave. I know that a lot of people are going to think, well, that Blossman, he's some racist SOB. I'm not. I'm calling it like it is. And the breakup of the black family has been the worst thing that our government has ever done to black people. I agree with you. And I have a, a, a pro tip here for all people, white, black, young, old, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you might be. Okay, this is a blanket over all human beings. One way to avoid a problem with a police officer is to do what they ask you to do. If they ask you to show them your hands where they can see whether you have a weapon or they ask you to stand over there by that bench 
or stand over there by that post or remain by the, your car while they do something. Just do what they ask you to do. And I'm telling you, there's not going to be a lot of problems. They would rather sit at the donut shop and have another cup of coffee. But when they get a call to respond to an incident or something going on, they got to go do it. That's their job to protect and to serve. So that that's just a little tip. That applies to me. You know, if a police officer asks me, hey, Tommy, go stand over there by the back of your car and, and keep your hands where I can see them. I'm going to say, yes, sir. And I'm going to stand and let him be able to see my hands as he asked. And then you know what? Uh, it's probably not going to be probably not, probably not going to get hurt. Probably not going to get yeah, hurt. I may get, uh, I may get a ticket or if I did something wrong or whatever, but you know, just listen to what they ask you to do. And LeBron James, uh, once you do something about the, the 12 people that are getting murdered every night in the city of Chicago, Chicago has the toughest gun laws in America. And, and it, it's just unbelievable what happens. And I realize there's a lot of people there, but LeBron James, if you really care, go do something about that. Or, or stop the rioting in Minneapolis. But that, but the reason you have to do that is very few people care about what he says. And it, it becomes less every time he talks. I, I totally agree with that, Tommy. All right, Trey uh, Blossom, as we wrap it up, you got any closing comments? Yeah, a couple of things, Tommy. You know, I can't go away without talking about the NBA. And I'll just yeah. say this again. If you're not watching Steph Curry... Tune in and watch this guy play. He's on an incredible roll. He's set numerous records this month. He's trying to guide a, a thin Golden State team back into the playoffs this year. And, uh, hey, the Nuggets continue to win without Jamal Murray. They're now 7-1 and one since he went down with a season-ending end, season knee injury. Although they caught a break last night, they beat the Pelicans by two. There was a no call on Jokic as he fouled Zion at the end of the game. Pels lost by a bucket last night instead of going into overtime. And I'll tell you this, and I heard some conversation about this on NBA radio earlier today, and I fully agree with this. Antonio Daniels, who's the color commentator for the Pelicans, said this, and he watches Zion every night and calls the broadcast for television. He said that Zion is grossly unfairly officiated because one, he doesn't flop when he gets hit. And two, he doesn't yell and complain when he gets fouled. He is shooting fewer free throws than Trey Young, the Atlanta guard, but yet he makes he makes more points inside the paint than any other player in the NBA. It's a lot like watching Shaquille O'Neal get beat up just because he's so big and strong and not get the calls. Hopefully, as Zion continues in his career, he'll start to get a little better shake from the officials. I agree with that 100%. And, you know, Dale Brown, said, Shaquille, you need to go to the NBA. They, they, they're unfairly officiating you in college at LSU because you're so big, strong, and, and everything else. And then, of course, he came, became bigger and stronger in the NBA. So that's a great analogy. T so, Tommy, I'll, you know, I'll hopefully, never go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, hopefully that'll work out for Zion going forward because something like that will help the Pelicans be a better team. Absolutely. I'll never forget the night LSU was playing Tennessee in the SEC tournament. I think it was on a Friday night. Must have been the quarterfinals. Shaq was on the court. He was a junior. And Dale Brown ran out onto the court and stopped the play because he was tired of watching Shaq get abused by Tennessee.
Yeah, it was Carlos Groves, the Tennessee player. And Dale actually ran out there and grabbed him, and who knows what he said. Uh, imagine a coach doing that today. And that, that, was, <laughs> that, was 30, that was 30 years ago. Imagine Will Wade or, or, or somebody running out on the floor and grabbing an opponent player. Oh, my. We'd have plenty to talk about. But anyway, so, hey, Trey, appreciate uh, your time as always. We encourage folks to share this podcast. Uh, it's all over social media. Share with all your friends and, and check it out a little bit later in the day or even the next day. It's still fresh, and we appreciate everybody who listens and shares the podcast. And we'll be back next week and recap the NFL draft and talk about some other things in the world of sports. Trey Blossman, you have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you, Tommy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.